This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why, this is why, pop culture, politics, friendship, dating, work, parenting, news. This is why, the podcast. Welcome to the This Is Why podcast. I'm journalist, author, and comedy writer, Laura Lane. And I'm author and editor, Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we give best friend advice on topics including pop culture, news, friendship, dating, workplace dynamics, parenting, and whatever else is on your mind. This week's episode is called New Year, New You 2021, aka Thank God 2020 is over. It's a long title this year, but we do this, we do this episode every year. I don't know how many years we've been doing this, but is this our fifth year of New Year, New You? Possibly. God. Possibly. Um, we'll be answering your listener questions, including one listener who's struggling with her future in-laws and another listener worried about moving in with a couple. Then we're talking about what's in the news, what you don't need to waste your money on to get healthy this new year, and questions to ask yourself before 2021. But first, Angela, what's going on in your week? So I mentioned last week that I have a new therapist. I'm very excited about it. Um, But I did the thing that I'm sort of famous for before finding her, which is I did like my speed dating thing of contacting a bunch of therapists and then and do- paying money for all of them no well and so having most- to tell them like all of your trauma like most over and therapists- over and over so <laughs> but oddly enough this time around i didn't have to do the trauma part everybody i did a free consultation i think because ever since everybody's pivoted to like remote therapy their process has changed perhaps i don't know but i did like free consultations nice where but it was interesting. The but how long? In the way. Was it like an hour every time or no? So <laughs> here's why when I finally found the person that I'm working with now, I was definitely like way too thirsty and was like, please be my therapist. Please be my therapist because everybody else was so awful. Um, so like the first person I talked to, it was like a 15-minute uh, conversation where she literally like I think she was reading questions off of a piece of paper. And the reason for that is right before. So usually when I find a therapist, I like, I personally, I like an, a, a woman and I like somebody who's either my age or older. I just, I prefer the wisdom that comes with a little age. Um, that's what works best for me traditionally. Um, but with this one therapist that I had a consultation with, I had just kind of contacted a group that she was working for and they just assigned me this person. And I was like, whatever. I'll talk to her. So like two seconds before the phone call, I was like, let me Google this girl. And she was like, she just graduated and she looked like she was about 17 years old. And I was like, oh shit, this isn't going to be good, but whatever. I'm going to give her a shot. Everybody deserves a chance. And then like, it was like, she sounded nervous. And I was like, we can't both be nervous. What? No. (laughs) There's only room for one nervous person here. It cannot be you, the therapist. Um, and then, like, yeah, she just, like, very robotically read these questions. To, and it was like, are you thinking of hurting yourself? Have you hurt oh yourself? Oh, my God. And I was like, you know what? We're not vibing. This isn't working. Um, so then when I finally did do my consultation with my current therapist, it was, like, a long, involved conversation. And she just – she was like, let me tell you about myself. And, like, you know, we, we vibed. And I was just like – and she honestly, she like doesn't even um, accept insurance, but my my insurance covers like out of network stuff or whatever, but it just, it didn't even matter. I was like, oh, whatever, I'll pay you anything. I don't care. I don't care. 
That's great. Take, take all my money. Uh, so she definitely was like, what is wrong with this girl? Um, but I was just like, I love you. I love you. Please be my therapist. No, it, it is important to find somebody that has experience. They say with a doctor, you don't want like a very young doctor fresh out of medical school because they haven't seen enough cases and they right. like, won't know what they're doing. Um, but you don't want somebody too old because they're going to retire, die. And, and then, <laughs> and then they also don't have like the fresh training. You kind of want someone right exactly. in the middle. And I think exactly. that, that's probably true with like a therapist also, probably like any kind of expert. You don't want someone that like just graduated and you also don't want someone that's like been doing this for like a gazillion years, you know? Right. Because sometimes, like you said, yeah, like they're not like they don't know what like the current style is or like. Right. Just, yeah. Therapy's probably a little different. Fashions. Yeah. Therapy's maybe different than medical school if you like it's probably okay to go with somebody older. Like Nick and I once saw this like couples therapist and she was just wonderful and I felt like I, we were seeing like a grandmotherly figure. Um, but then, yeah, I like contacted her recently where I was like, I was like, maybe we should do a couple sessions before we have another baby to like check in with like a big family change. And like, you know, she was having some health problems and was like, I just can't take anybody. I know. I was so sad. I was like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Like I'm thinking about you. I'm praying for you. Yeah. But that's what happens when you have somebody that's like older, you know, it's so it's, I mean, this could happen with somebody young, but ugh, it was of so course. yeah. But it was so sad. I was like, oh, okay, thank you. I love you. You're my grandma. <laughs> I don't have. Right. A, I don't have my. <laughs> but yeah. Well, yeah. I'm so, glad I you mean, found someone. I'm glad too. Uh, hopefully, it all works out. But so far, so good. That's great. Uh, so what's going on in your week, Laura? Oh, just just growing, growing a human still, and I don't know life figuring out life stuff. But one thing that has been really consuming my brain lately is trying to find a name for baby number two. And it's hard because like Rilo's very specific name where it is unique, but not too weird. It kind of sounds familiar, but yet like nobody really has that name. And so you can't, you can't like name one kid like you know, uh, like, like, you know, Gerald or like, okay. I don't know why that's the first name. Like Gerald? Gerald. Pronounce Gerald Gerald. (laughs) Tomato, tomato, Angelus. Geraldo. (laughs) Tomato, tomato. Um, you can't like name one kid, Jessica, and then the other kid, like Soleil Moon Fry. (laughs) True. <laughs> I would love to know if Soleil Moon Fry has siblings and what their names are. You're probably right. Should probably I look all. it up? Let me look it up. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up. But do you know what I mean? Like somebody once yeah. told me that, like I think it was actually I was reading. God, what was it? Maybe it was like a book author where it was like like the names of like the, the they all have to kind of match. Like the names of right. like siblings need to need to kind of match. Like when you're writing a book or when you're naming actual children. In in the real world, okay. So she has Slayman Fry has two half brothers, Sean Fry. Okay, normal mm-hmm. names Sean and Slay and Mino. Okay, all right. Okay. They, all me, right. So me, Sean is the outlier there. Sean is the outlier. So I'm like really struggling because I need a name that is unique, but not too weird. That's not like a basic name. Do you have you any know- suggestions for me? I mean, you want a name also that matches the baby's personality, right? So you might give birth and be like, oh, my God, she's a Jessica. Uh, 
I like that you just assume it's a she. It's a I know. He. It's not a she, actually. Yeah, it's a boy. It's a boy. I knew that. Um, oh, my God. He's a Jessica. <laughs> he's a Jessica. No, I don't really believe in that. Like, the personality, or wait to see when the baby comes out, because Rilo doesn't look anything like what he did when he came out. Like, the first three weeks, they're, like, smushy aliens. So, True. and, like, he doesn't look anything like how he did when he was a baby. And... Yeah, their personality is like, give me milk and love me. Right. Uh, so, like, I also read this, like, long article about how people in some ways kind of become who they're – what their name is like. So, for example – So, it's a lot of pressure. If you're – if you name your, your kid, like, Ocean, they're probably not going to, like, maybe be, like, an investment banker, you know? Like, right. I know an Ocean that is a yoga instructor. And – you know, if you're, if it's like Theodore the third, like he'll, he probably, he'll be, maybe it's how people treat Theodore the third. Right. Or. Very it, chicken or the egg. Yeah. Is it, is it how like he's treated because of his name or is it like that he wants to kind of like become his name? Um, and obviously there's like exceptions to every rule here, but I don't know, like do some, do, do some anecdotal observations and look at the people in your life. Do they kind of act what their name sounds like? I never I really say, felt, I never felt like a Laura. I'll say that. Yeah. I don't entirely love my name, but along the lines of people's names influencing their personalities, um, I have always had a theory that, so I went to high school with a girl whose name was, um, whatever, Mary Dick. And she was, like, very grumpy. <laughs> and I was, like, I feel like it's because her name is – her last name is Dick. And people are, like, not nice to her because it's funny that her last name is Dick. And it's, like, made her uh, a grumpy person. And then I've also known people, like, with the last name Wiener. And basically, like, having goofy last names I really do think affects your personality. Yeah. I believe it. I believe it. Look at Anthony Wiener. Yeah. That couldn't stop touching his wiener. Could not keep it in the – pants couldn't keep it zipped up um okay do you want to know some of the names that are on my list now oh wow you're willing to share that i mean why not things are different with like baby number two okay uh i mean should i not now you're weirding me out i don't know i feel like people like i don't know sometimes people keep it secret but i i want to know so please share okay all right i'm just gonna go through it some of these might be doubles because i haven't like I just opened this document just now. Okay. Neo, Elliot, Eo, Rome, Eon, Lido, Jules, Kaya, Delphi, Delta. Some of these are girl names that are coming up because I didn't – I made this list when I didn't know, but it's like a mix. Phoebe, Gia, Calypso, Kalo, Gaia, Frida, Neo, Solar Rue. Yo, twice. Oh, well, I don't even like that name anymore, but... Um, I feel like I can't say which ones I like and which ones I don't, because then if you pick one, I will feel bad. So. <laughs> okay, and then some of my old ones that I don't necessarily like anymore were... But, like, I wish Gigi Hadid was, like, not famous, because I love the name Gigi ever since, like, the movie Gigi. Oh, yes. Audrey Hepburn. Yeah. So, like, I love, I love the movie Gigi. Is it Audrey Hepburn and Gigi? Gigi, yeah. Oh wait, I'm sorry. No, she was in the play uh, as Leslie Caron. Leslie, I was like, mm, I think you're wrong. <laughs> uh, I know my Gigi. Um, so I love the name Gigi, but can't do it. But uh, it's probably- I know. And then I, Gio was on your list, which is so popular right now, like on Long Island, because it's like very like Italiany. 
I know. I love that name. I also like, like the name Ferris, like Ferris Bueller, but Nick was like, no, oh. no. And I liked Casper. It's too iconic now. Yeah. yeah I like Casper too. And he was like, we're not naming your kid after a mattress. I'm like, it's not a mattress. Or a ghost. It's a ghost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So I don't know what to name my kid. I, I noticed Elliot was on your list, which I've always liked as a name, but it's maybe too normal for you. I don't know. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. Um, so anyways, that's what's that's what's going on. We're working on names. Uh, all right. Next up. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun, though. We're going to answer your listener questions, but first we're going to take a quick sponsor break. We would like to thank our sponsor, Magic Spoon. Growing up, cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid. I'm like not even joking about this, Angela, but then you grow up and you're like, oh, all of that stuff was awful for me. Cool, 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 cool. Like, you know, bad dyes and like tons of sugar and junk and stuff that not only should I not eat, but I'm not going to feed that to my child. And yeah. I, and like I kind of miss cereal, but I was like, oh, I just give it up. Like I'm an acai bowl granola lady. Get, I guess I can never eat cereal again because all cereal is bad or that's what I thought for a long time. So I'm just so happy that Magic Spoon exists. Um, I poured myself a bowl the other day and Ian was like, you sound like you're on an ad for Magic Spoon right now. Because I was like, this tastes just like my childhood cereal, but it's so much better for me. <laughs> no, it like- does. It's It really – it's so refreshing to eat some – to eat cereal that not only tastes good and does remind me of my childhood, but I know doesn't have like all that bad stuff that I don't want in cereal. So I gave some to Rilo, who's two, and and I put some milk. He goes, no, no milk. And now every day he's been asking me, every day since I give it, he goes, cereal, mom, no milk. It's just so good. He doesn't need it with the milk. I, I mean, wow. I, I was trying to teach like, you know, whatever, spoon coordination for eating cereal <laughs> that's like a thing you know yeah but nope just 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 magic spoon with the hands that's no, it that's that's quite the endorsement it has the rilo rad seal of approval yep there you go and and mine for what it's a two-year-olds and a <laughs> and a 32 year old yeah there you go um so magic spoon has zero sugar 11 grams of protein and only three net grams of carbs in each serving there are four flavors, cocoa, fruity, the fruity is my favorite, uh, frosted and blueberry. It tastes amazing. Honestly, it's just too good to be true. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. I love that you said which one's your favorite. That's the only box I haven't opened yet because I was like, I can't open all four boxes that I got from them. They'll like... Like I need to wait, I need to wait and like eat one, but I opened the blueberry and then I opened the cocoa at my office. Then, uh, and then frosted, we opened this weekend and fruity's the only one I've been holding off on. So this gives me a lot to look forward to. <laughs> uh, highly recommended. Go to magicspoon.com slash this is why to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code. This is why at checkout to get free shipping. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product. It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. If you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. You have to like really hate some kind of cereal to be like, give me my money back for my cereal. But it's like really nice to know they do that. You're just like, you're kind of crazy if you're going to take them up on this, but, but go for it. If you, (laughs) if you don't like it, I mean, there's no way you're not going to like it, but I don't know. Anyway, that's magicspoon.com slash this is why use code. This is why for free shipping 
And we thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring our podcast and for sending us four boxes of delicious cereal. All right, Angela, what's in the mailbox? Okay, we have a question from an anonymous listener um, who submitted their question on Instagram, which, reminder, you guys can do. Um, So she writes, Hi, guys. Longtime fan. Written in before, but need more advice. I'm recently engaged to a wonderful man. This year, though, has been rough between me and his family. I am Filipino-American, and he is Italian-American. His family is also from Long Island, if this helps for context, which is very funny as somebody from Long Island, um, why this does provide perfect context for the following question. She says, my family and him have not been seeing eye to eye about BLM. That's the first trial. It was a big debate over his grandfather's birthday. Essentially, at that time, I found out that his family is actually racist. They are also dis- they also dismissed my experiences as not real and to just move on with my life rather than dwell on it. Any person of color could tell you that they don't dwell on this shit. It just happens. And being reminded of your race in random situations happens. And these reminders through the way people look at, treat you, and talk to you are not positive ones. They highlight the fact that you are not the quote-unquote norm. You are an outsider. You are different. They say, let's agree to disagree. And you can't do that um, with racism as we are not debating which cake tastes better or what color is that dress. I think she says that perfectly. Uh, Yeah, she does. Um, she says, I got upset and they still have not apologized for that or recognized why what was said was wrong. I'm not over it, but I have to put a brave face on for this. My fiance is supportive of me and stands with me against his family. Additionally, his mom is an anti-vaxxer and when it comes to COVID, they don't take it seriously despite how serious it is. Well, that's a good, I mean, not that you need another excuse to not see them, but now you have two good ones. Yeah. I mean, luckily she says her fiance supports her because otherwise that'd be very difficult. Um, she says now we Yeah, are, I don't yeah. think things would work out if, if her fiance no. didn't support I mean, that, someone that being would be, racist to his fiance. That would be my first bit of advice to you if you hadn't mentioned that is like if you do not have the full support of your fiance and he's not like speaking up against his family. Then, then you need to seriously Right. Like, I, mean, I know you're engaged, but yeah, that's a big problem because it's only going to get worse. Um, okay, so she says now we are planning a wedding and she is trying to take over the wedding process, disapproving of everything. She is not even paying. We have not asked her for anything. She offered to pay for the band and that is nice, but we didn't ask. Um, First of all, I want to, yeah, just say sorry that you're having to deal with all of this. It's yeah, stressful enough right now in the world. It's stressful trying to plan a wedding, especially I'm sure you're taking you said you'd take COVID precautions. So I'm not sure what type of wedding you're planning. Maybe it's like a small family one. Um, Maybe it's two years from now. Yeah, who knows? Which would be advisable. Um, I'm trying to think of like where to start in terms of – oh, so – oh, yeah. She also added on that she doesn't want his family to meet mine. And I honestly, I don't I don't blame you when you have such – Yeah. I Like you don't, you don't want your family to deal with any – any of the cruelness and racism that you've had to deal with. So I don't think they need to meet. I mean, like, they'll be the wedding. But, like, if the wedding is a couple years from now and there's lots of people, like, they'll say, like, hello, goodbye. And, like, right. like there'll be, there'll be so many distractions during the wedding day. I genuinely don't think you – there's no 
you don't need to follow any rule book that right. says every like, family looks different. Like every some- family looks different. Your family does not need to meet their family. Like that doesn't need to happen. You don't need to see them very much. Like you can have like a distant and like cordial relationship or like distant and like you're an asshole relationship because you have treated me with like such cruelty, whatever it is, like you need to honor your needs first. Um, in terms of the wedding, I know you said she's trying to take control of the wedding, but just stop telling her any information about it. Right. And like, just if she's not paying for anything. She cannot make any decisions. She like, can't. That's- Period. Like, you don't need to tell her anything. Like, your fiance doesn't need to tell her anything. You just make the decisions because you're paying for it or your family's paying for it. And so you guys make the decisions and, like, just keep her out of it. She doesn't need to know anything at all. If she wants to pay for the van, then great. You pick the ban and say, like, this is the ban we chose. Is this, like, within your budget? If it's not, great. We'll take care of it. And we don't need you to pay for it. So, like, just stop telling her information like you're not required to tell her anything I think that's like one thing I've learned a lot is that is that you're allowed to like withhold information and like doing so is not making you like a liar like or anything bad it's protecting yourself yeah so that would be the first step in getting through the wedding I don't know what other kinds of tips would you have I mean I think that obviously this is giving you anxiety because when you when you think about, oh, like getting married and meeting someone's family, you want to get along with them. Like you you want – especially if you're like a, a family-centric person, like you, you don't want to have this awkward relationship. And the more you stand your ground, the more awkward it's going to get. But I, I think that like if you are not connected to these people through your fiancé, they are not people you would want anything to do with. Like their views – are gross and disgusting and offensive to you personally and just generally to the world. So like yes. unfortunately, I think you have to accept that like maybe your dynamic with them is not gonna look the way you imagined. And that's okay. You can create your own unique thing. And that that will um, make you feel safer probably and more secure yeah. the more distant you are from these people that like Angela said have such gross views. Right. And I think so as an Italian-American from Long Island, I can confirm for you, at least validate for you, that, listen, not to generalize, they tend to be really racist people. And I've had experiences where I have been disgusted and mortified and heard my family say things in front of Ian. And I think that as the person who's like, it's if it's my family, I don't expect Ian to have to call it out. Like, I have to be the one to do that because I want to make sure that he's comfortable and also just, like, that I'm comfortable around these people. So if I hear something that I don't like that is offensive, um, for his sake and my own, I'm going to say something. And I hope that, like, I I don't think that – like, I think that you should be allowed to expect that from your fiancé as well. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, We hope that's helpful. We hope wedding planning starts to go a little smoother. I think the more you distance yourself from involving them whatsoever, it will – Make it more enjoyable. Surround yourself with people that make you feel good. Um, what else we got in the mailbox? Okay. Um, this is, I think, also – oh, no. This is not anonymous. This is from Caress. Caress writes, first of all, I just want to say I love your show. Your jokes, advice, and just positive vibes helped me through a bad breakup a few years back, and I've been listening ever since. Aw. Um, she says, next year, my friends and I will be moving into a new apartment together. 
The thing I'm nervous about is the fact that my friends are dating. They've been together for six years and have never made me feel left out or made me feel uncomfortable when I'm going out with them. I would really appreciate your advice on how to move forward and not be put in the middle of any arguments or, in better terms, set up ground rules slash boundaries so that the three of us can live in harmony. Um, I think the fact that you're already thinking about this ahead of time puts you like steps ahead. I could see getting an email from somebody that's been living with a couple that's like, it's awful. Da, da, da. What do I do? Right. What do I do? So I think it's great that you're trying to set these ground rules. Um, I think you guys all just need to sit down and be like, I know this is weird having like a serious roommate conversation and we're friends. Cause it's, it can be weird to have like a meeting with friends, you know, but say like living together is different. I just, I, I want, I, I really value our friendship and like, I just want to set some like ground rules for like, for roommate shit. And like, you can include other things in there too. Like maybe start with like chores or like clean, yeah. you know, start with like some cleaning stuff and like, you know, rules for parties. If somebody's got like a big work project or I don't know how old caress is, but like school things. So like just start with like regular roommate ground rules and then and then say like I also want to acknowledge that you guys are dating and you've been together a long time. And so I just want to like talk a little bit about how that like dynamic might be. So like I don't want to be an awkward third reel if you guys are trying to have like a date night in the living room or if it's like friend time where we all three hang and watch a movie or if it's like a day night. And also I don't want to feel uncomfortable if I have someone, if I have somebody over and what the rules are with that. And I think just kind of like talking it out and seeing like where everyone's at and, and acknowledging the awkwardness from the beginning, because yeah, they might be like having wine on the couch thinking that it's their date night. And you're like, oh, cool. Friendship, friend night. Let's all watch a movie. Or they might think it's weird that you don't want to join them. Like, who knows? And so there's got to be a way to, like, kind of discuss that, Um, Mm -hmm. especially with, like, COVID where people are probably, like, staying in and doing date nights a lot more um, with just them. And, like, and also weird things like, I don't know, you don't want to talk. It's You don't really need to bring, bring up, like, sex, but that, like, does become a problem when you're, like, with a couple and like living with a couple that like it could be loud and like that's uncomfortable and you might hear things and so yeah I don't know do you have advice on how I mean you never really were good at bringing that up when you had your loud ass roommate that had sex all the time I have been the awkward third wheel roommate uh with a couple around and then I've also been the couple uh with roommates and I will say yeah like when I was the third wheel my roommates had very loud sex at all hours of the night. And honestly, I just never said anything because they knew they were doing it. They knew I could hear them. It wasn't like if I told them, they'd be like, oh, what? We thought we were keeping it down. No. They were putting on a show. She didn't give a fuck. Yeah. So I didn't really know. I I felt like it was just going to be awkward um, to say anything. And then when I was a couple living with roommates, I was like the opposite. I was like it like. Well, because you had been traumatized by that like insensitive jerk yes. that was and it like made my sex life suck because I was always like so self-conscious I wouldn't want anyone to hear right. I mean for, I wouldn't want anyone to anyway but then yeah after that so yeah it can be t- it can be hard on the couple too um I would say though the bigger issue 
even more than sex of living with a couple, there's like two main things that I think you should just be aware of is, which Laura touched on is like the main living area, like knowing when you should be around and when you shouldn't. And also like you as a a single person deserve alone time in the main area. So like them kind of knowing when to give you space. I think like navigating that is going to be difficult and like worth the conversation. And then also because they're a couple, eventually, presumably, they're going to want to get their own place and like making sure that they give you enough notice when they decide to do that so that you can like, because then you're going to have to replace two rents at once, like two people contributing to the rent. Um, So like being aware of that. Yeah, that's all good advice. Mm-hmm. Um, if any of you listeners want your questions answered, email us at contact at this is why the podcast.com. You can also find all of our contact info on our website at this is why the podcast.com. Next, we're gonna dive into the news. But first, let's take a quick sponsor break. We'd like to thank our sponsor, School of Hustle. School of Hustle is a top-rated business podcast for entrepreneurs by GoDaddy that's been called Smart and Passionate and is filled with inspirational stories about building a business. Honestly, Angela, I think like if you we get asked a lot about like how we started a podcast, how we started a book. I truly believe that every every path is different and that the best way that you can start any project that you want to do is by hearing as many stories as you can about how people came to success or how people came to see their idea from, you know, something floating in their brain to fruition. So this, this is great. Like this is like the best way, like you can read whatever how to books you want, but every story is going to be different. Yeah, it's kind of like how in college, like I feel like my internships were always more useful than any classes I took because you just want to have hands-on experience or hear about somebody who's had hands-on experience doing the thing that you want to do rather than just learning about it. So couldn't agree this more. This is great. Um, a little bit about the School of Hustle podcast. You meet everyday entrepreneurs and learn about the hustle behind their businesses on the School of Hustle podcast from GoDaddy. Host Sarah Funk, tour company owner, producer, and YouTube creator, chats with everyday entrepreneurs about their successes and struggles and gets real strategies you can use to help your business thrive. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Angela, what have you been reading in the news? So appropriate for this episode, I was reading on Forbes the critical questions to ask now for a better 2021. I would love to have a better 2021. Yes. So I hope these questions work. Um, it was This was written by Farshad Asel, who is um, a self-help guy. He's on the Forbes Council, Coaches Council. Uh, so we trust him. He says, um, basically, he said, COVID-19 is equally about surviving and determining best practices for thriving. It's time to reboot, recalibrate, and reconnect with your dormant goals and dreams so you can initiate that process by asking these five questions. Um, So number one, what lessons did I learn from the pandemic that can be implemented moving forward? Now, it's actually funny that he says this because I was talking to my mom today about like all the stuff that my dad's gone through, being in the hospital and all the ups and downs. And And I'm not usually like a wishy washy person or like, you know, like a sentimentally person, but I was like, I just feel like there has to be a lesson here. Yeah. Uh, like, and I can't, I don't think, I think it'll be a while before we realize what it is, but I look forward to 
uh, there being some kind of like silver lining to all this because I definitely like I've always struggled with like being patient and dealing with the unknown and like this year has been a crash course in that. So there there are lessons. There are lessons to be had. Um, number two question to ask yourself, how did the pandemic change my behavior? I go for a lot more walks. <laughs> I guess that's a good thing because I just walk for fun now. Just wandering Brooklyn. Um, <laughs> every day. Number three, did I create and innovate during the pandemic? I did not. Number four, how did I help others navigate through the hardships of the pandemic? Hmm. Well, I mean, we both are living with partners and you have a child. Yes. So I guess I I think that I feel like I helped Ian. He helped me just in terms of proximity. Uh, Number five, how am I going to start 2021? Um, I don't know because I have no idea where we'll be in January. But it's a fun question to think about. Yeah. Fun questions to ask. Fun questions to ask yourself. But yeah, I mean, he says like obviously like it's been a rough year, but uh, self-evaluate and take a deep cleansing breath and ask yourself those questions. Good advice for anybody. Yeah. Um, you want to know what I've been reading? Yeah, what are you reading? I've been reading CNET. This is an article by Amanda Caprito. And I think this will make people feel a a lot better. So this is uh, six things you don't need to waste your money on, basically, to get healthy for 2021. So it's funny because, like, people, like, a lot of people, they think, like, I'm going to get healthy in the new year. I'm going to do this in the new year. And there's all the, like, New Year's resolutions. So, like, getting healthy is, like, a big thing. But she writes about how, you know, you don't need to you don't need to necessarily like stock up on apparel devices or gadgets to get this goal done and she lists a bunch of things. Number 1 is you don't need expensive supplements to get healthy. Um you know, you know, supplements are great, but like, you know, unless you have a deficiency, you might not need them. I mean, I do have to say I need them because like I have I have to like take my supplements because I found out that like I've been either vitamin D deficient, which like a lot of people are, or I found out I was iron deficient, which is not good. So, you know, but just don't go like crazy in the supplement aisle, I guess, you know, right. and like fig- figure out what you do need, what you do don't need. just like buy everything. Yeah. But she does say you might benefit from a personalized vitamin pack. Um, but she says, you know, she says, get a blood test to check for nutrient deficiencies. Yeah which, you know, might be worthwhile doing. She says you don't need high-tech gym equipment to get fit. You don't – no one needs a Peloton, which is hilarious because my friend just texted me this week, said, I just bought a Peloton. Like, I hope you get one too because then we can, like, do it together. And I was like, yeah, cool, cool, cool. I'm not buying a Peloton. But – We uh, don't have room in our apartment, but we really do want one. Really? <laughs> to be honest. It's just like a Only bike? because, like, it is. I mean, really, we just want any bike, but everybody really loves the. Pe- I, I thought it was Peloton, Peloton, Peloton. I'm probably saying but, it um, wrong, but but um, just because like as winter descends upon us, yeah. and like it will be harder to go for walks and stuff and leave. Like we need something to move our bodies. Yeah, you got to do what works for you. I I have like a subscription to Skyting. It's a yoga yeah. database of classes, and I'm obsessed with it. So I really just do stuff that's more like my body weight, I guess. I, that's and what I, I've been doing. I did buy like those like, you know, those little weight bands that you yes. can like put on you. They're they're very light. Like I think mine are actually only one pound. I wish I had ac- I bought the two pound ones. But 
that just gives you like a little more, but she's like, you don't need to splurge on like a mirror or like a fight camp configuration and all this bullshit. Just there's right. ways to do it like cheaper. Well, I having think- a tiny apartment, I guess, saves me money in more than one way because exactly. I can't buy a Peloton even if I wanted to. She also says you don't need fancy workout recovery devices to recoup like norm tech. They're cool, but they aren't a uh, prerequisite to chasing fitness. Um, I have a foam roller, so I do the foam roller almost every time after I work out. It like it really does. I I don't know. I've I got like really into. Feels nice. It feels really nice. It really does prevent you from getting sore after a workout. And then I read all about like the fascia. Fascia is like a whole thing. Like and it like you basically are massaging like your fascia. I don't, I don't know. know about the Just fascia. Google the fascia. Google the fascia. Is the fascia foam something in your body? It's in your body. I think I don't want to give wrong advice, but it's something like it's either in between your bones and muscles or muscles and Ooh. something. And okay. it's like, I don't know. One of my yoga teachers once told me that like your fascia, like from your head all the way down to your toe is connected. Your feet is connected. So like, let's say you have a headache. Maybe you actually just need a foot massage because it could be like something tight in your foot. Anyways, it's very, you could get like, go deep into the fascia. Um, (laughs) You don't need the latest and greatest athletic wear, just wear, you know, yeah, there's certain fabrics that are better or, you know, they keep you dry or whatever, moisture buildup, but just like wear a cotton t-shirt, call it a day. Yeah. Especially if you're working out at home. I, yeah, I just wear whatever. You don't need a water bottle to tell you how much to drink. Apparently there's like fancy, stupid water bottles that do that or have the UVC self-cleaning just all these things are bound to like break down or you can't throw them in the dishwasher. Just like get a freaking reusable water bottle. Um, what yeah, I will say having one of those big reusable bottles uh, does make me drink more water though because yes. they're just like when they're like really large and you just have it on you all day. That's been a good way for me to increase my water intake. Good advice. Yes. Get a reusable water bottle, but you don't need like a fancy crazy one. Right now. She says the best support – to best support your health, what you do need is 30 to 60 minutes, three to five times per week, seven to nine hours of restful sleep, healthy meals and snacks, adequate water, and that's it. Everything else is extraneous. I mean, you know, some stuff might like make you feel good or make you feel better. Like I invested in like a little meditation setup and like a new yoga mat. And it really did feel good to have like a brand new yoga mat because my other yoga mat was like truly ripping and falling apart. But you know, get a couple things that they, if you think they'll help encourage you or make you feel better, but like, don't, don't make excuses of why like that's holding you back. Like, Oh, if only I had this, the fancy mirror, I would be working out every day. Like that's not true. If you're not doing it now, you're not going to do it when you buy the whatever thing. So you have to like have the routine in before you invest in all these like fancy ass stuff. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. And now it's time for us to talk about this week's topic of the week. This week's topic is New Year, New You. As always, we're going to review last year's resolutions and then make new ones for this year. But first, here are our notes from 2018 that we read in 2019 and in our 2020 edition. <laughs> and so we're just going to read them again. Maybe you want to move. Maybe you want to be happier and work on you. Take it away, Angela. You can always be evolving, but the new year is a great time to start. 
cuffing season is ending. So get out of that relationship that sucks, whatever it is. Now is the time. Look forward, not back. 2017 sucked, so it can only get better. Um, And then I guess we said that every year since. We've been like 2018 sucked. 2019 sucked. 2020. And now here we are. Do you notice a pattern though, Angela? It's been since when? Since 2017. Oh. Since Trump's America. Yeah, exactly. So we've been saying that every year sucked and then it did just get worse and worse and worse, which is crazy. All right. Let's talk about last year's resolutions and then we will hold ourselves accountable. Okay. It's been a wild year, so it will be very interesting to look at these. Number one, watch the rest of Veep, The Good Place, and Silicon Valley because I started the shows. Okay, so I did finish Silicon Valley. I can't deal with Veep right now because, like, Julia Louis-Dreyfus is my favorite comedian, I think, of all time. But it's, like, too close from home. I can't deal with, like, more crazy politics than when, like, what's already happening in, uh, in our world. But... I do like Mrs. Maisel and Emily in Paris, so I finished those instead. I stopped watching The Good Place, though, um, even though, yeah, it just it like kind of slumped, and then I hear it gets better, but I just I just stopped. Okay, what about you? Um, well, I just want to say I love Miss Maisel, um, so good choice. Um, what was my first one? Okay, so I said transition from editing to writing. I did not do that, but I did lose my job, so maybe I still will. <laughs> number two. What, what a great time to start. Number two, write for the New York Times. Nope. Didn't happen. Nope. Okay. Uh, number two, I said find a therapist and break up with my old therapist. I did that. I did that. Yeah. I mean, I literally did it this week. So right in under the wire, but I did it. Have a new humor piece accepted by the New Yorker. Uh, I didn't do that, but I did get a talk of the town this year. So I feel good about that. That, that, Big, big applause for that. That's still very good. Um, Okay. I said, use all my old gift cards. I have a stack of gift cards for class at Murray's Cheese Shop and Target and Public Theater and Van Leeuwen Ice Cream and yada, yada, yada. Um, Well, so now we're living in this weird time where I feel like it's in poor taste to use gift cards because places are struggling. So I can't even use my stack of gift cards that I have, but I don't mind using it for like places like Target. I actually did just use one of my Target ones because they'll be fine. But for small local places, I'm like, all right. That's very kind of you. Take my money. Number four, get good at guitar so I can tune it by ear and maybe play at a coffee shop. (laughs) That's fucking hilarious. I continue to take classes. I just, I I am coming to understand that I'm not musically gifted. All right. Next. What's up? Uh, Next. I said, clean up my emails. I currently have 46,764 unread emails. I did not do that. And I definitely have an insane number still. You don't understand how much anxiety that causes me. If I have one unread email or like two, I... I I can't do anything until I like mark them unread or delete them or read them. This year's number of unread emails, 67,909. So, I mean, not a huge increase from a year ago. Do you just need to like unsubscribe from a lot of newsletters? Is that your deal? Yes, very much. I mean, and I have two different emails. Like that's like my my old Yahoo like spammy account. Uh, My Gmail is in much better shape. That just has... 5,000. What? <laughs> this is crazy. Around 5,000 unread. How do which you is much better? How do you ever even see emails I send you with that money? I see all the important stuff. It's still all the unread stuff is just crap. And I guess I just have a lot of crap. 
That's insane. Okay, number five. Give a fantastic speech at Angela's wedding. I'm gonna roll that. Oh. O- I'm gonna roll that over. Don't worry. That's kind of you. Um, what was my thing? I said enjoy the ride and be in the moment for the rest of the engagement slash wedding process. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do that. <laughs> okay, number six. Clean Rilo's toys. I actually did get better at that. Like I check the bath toys to see if there's mold, and I'll clean them. Oh. Um, I don't really clean his toys in the living room, but I'm less like weird about that now. Um, but yeah, I think I do that. I recently found out about how that's like a big deal. If you buy like a bath toy that has a hole in the bottom, it can get molds. You're supposed to fill it up, right? It, like, With, like glue or something. Truly gets disgusting. Like they don't know yeah. why they put holes in them. Yeah. I don't either. Um, okay. Uh, take a personal essay writing class a la David Sedaris once I figured out my professional shit. Did not do that. But maybe next year. Maybe next year. Uh, Number seven, get the balls to travel without Rilo. Do I even want to? Yes, yes, I did. I would do it again in a second. Um, I I did it for the first time actually for the Chicago Sketch Festival that I performed at. And I I really did like work myself up before that. And then I ended up being like such a special weekend. And I was totally fine being away. Uh, It was just a few nights. and, and I, you know what, I, I think it would make it so much easier to do it now that he can talk and mm-hmm. he can like tell people what he needs, because I think it was so hard a year ago to think of leaving him. Cause I felt like we have like a special mommy Rilo communication and like only I know what he needs at all times. Yeah. And so like, if he's upset, I'm like, I know exactly what he needs. I know how to fix it. Like he's fine. He's with me, but now he can talk. So if he needs something, he'll whoever's caretaking him, like a, even a, you know, grandmother, grandparent, Nick, yeah, he can just tell them what he needs. So I think it, yeah. it causes me less anxiety at this point. I think that's my realization. Okay. What else also, you got? knowing what was around the corner, aren't you happy that you took any trip that you did? Fuck. Yeah. I'm <laughs> so much more precious now. Yes. Um, okay, for me, I said, be a better partner and pick up the slack at home, which I have done because I've been trapped at home. <laughs> so I, I'm like, yeah, let me look around. There's some stuff to do. I'll clean some stuff. I'll put some stuff away. Uh, so I think I've delivered on that. Good job. Number eight, do something more for the environment. Uh, nope. Uh, I think <laughs> I've actually probably contributed way worse to the environment this year because I don't go shopping in stores and I order everything now. And that's just like a shit ton of cardboard boxes and packaging, which makes me feel truly awful every time we get packages. But COVID times require yeah. require delivery. Um, so yeah. 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 I, I just but remember I mostly, the part the yeah. part of the pandemic when they were like, this is good for the environment that lasted for like a month. Yeah, but that remember we like broke that down on the podcast about how right. that was it all was kind kinda, of bullshit. It was bullshit. Yeah, yeah, it was bullshit. Um, yep, things are not good. Um, so I then all right, my next thing was I said get really good at baking pumpkin bread and zucchini bread because I'm going to get baking products at my baby or my bridal shower. <laughs> um, well, luckily I did get some of my bridal shower gifts. Uh, before we went into lockdown, I got a stand mixer. I think I gave you so, all your gift. Did I give you your wedding gift too or no? 
I'll look um, on Zola. Don't you're not gonna get two wedding gifts out of me, but I think I <laughs> don't worry. I, I think it's kidding. gonna I think this whole thing has created a very weird thing with gift giving because people are gonna be like, especially if I do wind up ever getting to have a shower, people are gonna be like, Do I have to get another present? And I'm just saying for the record, no. Even if he didn't get me one the first time around, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. even give a shit anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh but yeah, so <laughs> luckily. Right as things fell apart, got a stand mixer. So I have perfected my baking. That is something that I really could not have ever anticipated how much time I would have spent on that particular resolution. Yeah. Anyone that follows Angela on on Instagram sees her delicious baked goods. Yes. I have a whole highlight reel of my stress baking. Uh, Number nine, see friends more, do girls nights. Uh, I would say that I do the right amount given the situation which is that I pretty much don't see anybody but but I but I'm like going to lunch with my best friend tomorrow outdoors and yeah I've done a couple outdoor hangouts just like honestly very rarely I did like an outdoor workout while it was while the weather was still nice and I kind of wish I had done that more with friends while things were nice um oh I forgot I did another trip without Rilo I went to my friend's bachelorette party in Tulum, which was, I'm so glad I almost didn't go on that trip. I'm like, thank you. That was the last trip I ever went on. It was just a wonderful weekend. <laughs> and like, God, Tulum is really beautiful. <laughs> and uh, I'm so glad I like, I had the best time ever. Um, and I'm glad I did that because that was, I would say that fits into like the girls' night stuff. But, but yeah, I mean, I'm not doing a lot of that stuff now because I'm pretty COVID careful. Right. But yeah, given the situation, you're doing a good job. Um, I said, do whatever the fuck I can to see that Trump is not reelected. Well, I can't take all the credit for it, but looks like he's not reelected. So I'm going to chuck that one up as a win. And you, you did the phone banking. I felt really happy yeah. when it was Pennsylvania that called it because I, know. I had done some letter writing and the places that I wrote all my letters to were Pennsylvania. And I was like, maybe I'll change those. 25 people's <laughs> minds. Uh, I know. Ian's, Ian's mom, you know, Ian's from Pennsylvania and her and her uh, other friends, she's like a group of friends called the Hollow Ladies. They bake Hollowith at their temple and they all got together or, they, well, during COVID, they couldn't get together, but they did postcard writing too. So yeah. it made me Laura, feel good. Laura and the Hollow Ladies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Pennsylvania Blue. Take all the credit. Uh, yeah. Just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, Number 10, lastly, finally go see a play with Angela. Hang outside of podcast stuff. Ha, ha, ha. We actually did buy tickets to go see Sarah Jessica Parker and Matthew Broderick's we did. play. And then it got canceled. But they – actually, it didn't get canceled because they refused to cancel it and refund our money. Instead, they said it, – It's postponed, right? They said they're just postponing it for the next year. And I was like, are you on crack? Like, that, this is not happening like <laughs> most shows that's what they're doing for now they just keep pushing the date further and yeah, further back yeah it's so stupid but like um, i'll believe it when i see it i'll believe it when i see it yeah but we uh, did we did buy tickets yes. i think i think that was like my gift for your missing your bachelorette party or something yes yeah but, i don't know you know we actually wound up we did the opposite of that resolution because now we don't even see each other to record the podcast yep we just do it on face yeah. FaceTime. I just I see you on a screen. Um, and finally, my last one was do a better job at recognizing my successes and being kinder to myself. You know, that one's always a journey, peaks and valleys. 
It life's a journey. I I can relate to that. Life is a highway. Okay, I'm going to I'm just going to go real quick through my ones for this year. Yeah. Okay. okay. Or do you want to go back and forth? I don't know what 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 do you I'll just with? go through my list real quick. Okay. Okay, number 1, find the uh finish the nursery before the baby comes and have everything cute and ready so I'm calm and I feel prepared because I have a lot I have a lot of anxiety being at risk for preterm so I just need to do what I can to um just feel prepared as early as possible when there's a lot of unknowns with this pregnancy. Number two, give a killer speech at Angela's wedding. Rolled that over. Number three, I would like to write for the New Yorker again or the New York Times for the first time. That feels like very far away. I haven't been doing much freelancing or writing um, recently, but maybe it'll happen. Maybe I'll get inspired and have a good pitch. Four, keep up with my guitar playing. Ugh, I've, I've rolled that over, but I've downgraded it. For, I've made it more realistic. Uh, number five, don't eat for two when I'm pregnant this time. Uh, I gained too much weight last time, I think, or even my doctor thinks so. So I, they say you don't need to eat for two. That's like, that's not, that's not accurate. You eat for one. The second person is very small. So I just. One and change. Yeah. and, And also like, I'm not like trying to like shame myself being pregnant it's really just that it's like truly just not healthy to right. it, it like actually can lead to like a lot more complications when you gain too much weight in your pregnancy and and it makes recovery more difficult so i really do want to like keep that under control but i'm having a difficult time uh number 6 i'd like to see my family that's just i guess less a resolution just a thing i want but 7 read more books because I do find that I'm much happier when I'm lost in a good novel. Eight, keep up my yoga regularly. I've been doing pretty good at that. It's crazy how they, I don't know, what do they say? It takes like 30 days to create a habit. I used to never be able to do like yoga videos or anything. I, I was like a classaholic and would, and, and now I'm like, I'm like, oh, I don't even want to go to a class. Like I love the video. Right. <laughs> I love doing, I can do it exactly <laughs> when I want. I pick what I want. If I'm, I can pause it. It's great. Um, although one of my friends is a yoga teacher and I have been enjoying her her well, but yeah, it's a virtual class too that's live, but but she's just a good teacher. Anyways, nine, find time for Nick and I to have romantic time, even though there's a pandemic. I just want to try to make more of an effort because we spend a lot of time together, but not necessarily what I would call like quality romantic time. So yeah. distinguishing between those two and just making sure that like romantic time is separated. And 10, I want to find my next big project to work on. I've been feeling uninspired recently. And I think I mentioned that my, my book was option for TV. And I was really excited thinking that that was going to be the project I'd be working on for the last six months. But it turns out it's just like extremely slow. And I have like and because we have these like production, I just don't do anything on it yet mm-hmm. or at all. So it requires truly like nothing of my time, like absolutely zero. So I almost feel like I, I just need to find what my next passionate big project is because I'm feeling a little, I, I feel this way. I think I felt this way a little bit before having Rilo is I really get nervous about wanting to have an identity outside of motherhood. And having a lot of anxiety around that. And right now I don't have any big major work project other than like 
the podcast and then this like TV show that's like in the background, but I'm not like actively working on. And so I just need to find something that I'm passionate about. So I feel like I am excited about something again. Yeah. I actually, I totally feel you on that because I feel zapped creatively. Yeah, I Uh, really do. And that's why I was, I tried to be a little kind to myself with this year's resolutions and I didn't put anything specific about projects and more just about feeling like how I'm going to feel about myself and my approach to things. Maybe I should have done that because my mom asked me last week, like, what's going on with work? And I was like, I just snapped back and I said, I'm not working this year. (laughs) I said, I said, I'm not working this year. I've decided I'm not working this year because I've just been like really struggling with like, I don't know. I get down when I like pitches rejected or yeah. like things slow down with like a big project that I think is going to move forward a lot quicker or right. it's like, I don't want to update you on like my constant anxiety of like, of like what it's like being a creative person to somebody that like doesn't do what I do. It's like hard. And to it's rec- almost always the first question that people ask you, you know, yeah. like, what are you working on? What are you doing? Like, it's like, ugh. Listen, it's it's specifically hard to talk about it. It's I find it the hardest to talk about with family because Mm -hmm. it's just like it's like hard to explain what I do as like a creative person. Like I'll sit in like my writer's room just like thinking for a whole day. And like like sometimes that's kind of what you need to do to just like like I'll be like reading articles, like reading books, trying to get inspiration of like did I what did I do? What do I have to show for it? Nothing. But that's like part of the process. And like, I can't really explain that when they're like, are you going to work? Well, what are you doing? What are you working on? It's like, I I don't want to explain myself to you. You know, I don't want to explain what it means to be a creative person. So my answer now is like, I'm just not working this year. <laughs> uh, and you know what? I feel like this is, uh, it's a shit year, but it's a good year for that to be your answer because Everything is topsy-turvy, you know? You can have any answer you want. Um, okay, so I guess I'll read my resolutions, uh, which there is there is some overlap with yours. So number one, I said, uh, my first resolution is to never forget the lowest parts of this year so I can remind myself that I am a strong person, even though I don't always feel that way. And that is my, like I said, way of uh, kind of being – uh, dedicated to like improving my life without being specific about it. Um, number two, I said, don't stress about fitting into my wedding dress whenever that time comes when I eventually do get to wear it because I have gained weight because I was at my skinniest at my last fitting. And now I have, like I said, done a lot of baking. Um, so I'm not going <laughs> to stress about it, but I am going to you know, do some squats. That's on them to find some more fabric. Exactly. <laughs> I can't imagine how many people are going to have this problem too. So many people. So and you know what? If I have people. to just have the back unbuttoned, that is fine. <laughs> I won't stress about it. Um, number three. But honestly, it means you're probably like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe like. That happy? Yeah. And healthier, you know? <laughs> I mean, like I definitely, yeah. Because there was it, a while where like it was hard for you to even know what you could eat. With your that is true. When, you, when your stomach problems were at their worst. So if like you're able to eat these amazing baked goods, that means like you're on the path to healing. Somewhere around, I would say July, I passed healthy weight gain into uh, cookie weight gain. But <laughs> you're, I, I do feel good. And like I'm working out more than I was pre-pandemic because I'm trying to overcompensate 
for all the other stuff. So I don't know. Maybe maybe it'll all work it'll out. It'll be fine. Yeah, I'll read some kind of balance with my body. Um, I'm I'm not super concerned about it. If it wasn't for the wedding dress, I wouldn't be concerned at all. Uh, number three, semi-related, I said learn to cook and bake without a recipe. I've gotten much better at cooking and baking. It's like something I really enjoy doing now, but I always use a recipe. So I want to be like able to – Why? Are you trying to like have your own cookbook? Well, I do watch that, a lot like, of I didn't cooking know it- reality shows. And even though I can never be on one of them, I want to convince myself that I could be. The same way I watch like Ninja Warrior sometimes and I'm like, if I worked out, I could be on Ninja Warrior. Like I would I would be really good at it. And yeah. Ian's like, what are you talking about? You can't even do a sit-up. And I'm like, no, but like if I really put my mind to it, I could be a Ninja Warrior. Like, right, okay. right, right. It's a similar thing with Got the, it. like Great British Baking Show. Um, number four, try to see my job search as an opportunity to do something I've wanted to do for a long time. Like – the world is my oyster. I could do anything. So try and see it that way instead of like, oh my God, every day is a waking nightmare. Uh, <laughs> number five, stick to a healthy routine while I'm stuck at home, which I've done a pretty good job so far. I wake up, I work out, and then in the afternoons I go for my long walk and in between I, I try and be productive. So trying to stick with that, not get discouraged. Um, number six, don't lose hope about my wedding. Have faith that it will happen. In some form, it will some shape or way. Number seven, splurge on fancy tea because my tea time every day is one of my favorite times of the day. So I'm only going to buy the good kind from now on. I just splurged on a stupid, expensive jar of honey. So I also like tea. I like honey in my tea. Yeah. But like it's Ooh, called yes. it's called manuka honey, and it has all these like yeah. And have you heard of yeah. it? You know about yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. What? I mean, yeah. That's like it's hip. It's hip. Really? Oh my god, yeah. I'm so behind. What What do you know about it? I live in it? Brooklyn too, Laura. <laughs> I just found out about it yesterday and then bought some. What What do you know about Manuka honey? I I don't know. It's just like it's like good for you, right? I don't know. I'm sure, it's like yeah, it's like antibacterial and it's supposed to like it can like heal wounds. And I mean, I guess all honey that I did to, not know for sure. It's supposed to like really. It really is supposed to help you like heal wounds. And when you have colds, it's I don't know, really healing. Anyways, it was not cheap. <laughs> okay, what else do you have? Um, I said have sex more. Have more sex because, uh, wait, you know, it's been a depressing year. Not really an aphrodisiac, but we're coming out of it. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. I'm going to have sex more. Number nine, keep finding interesting things to do during lockdown. So, like, um, up until now, like, I've been researching, like, outdoor music things and now that we're not really going to be able to even do outdoor things, Ian found like a virtual magic show. So like, you know, life doesn't have to be boring just because I'm stuck at home. Uh, and finally, number 10, be kinder to myself and don't carry around too much anger. I feel very tense very often about things that I shouldn't feel tense about because they're dumb. So I'm trying to let that stuff go. Just be like easy breezy. Well, check back with us in one year. To see if we stuck to these resolutions. Yeah. And maybe they inspired you to create your resolutions. Guys, that is it for this week's This Is Why podcast. Uh, Happy 2021. I hope you have a safe and fun time ringing it in. At least we have a good president. Things are looking, looking good. 
That's right. It's been a year unlike any other before. I think uh, Mars is out of retrograde or Mercury or one of them or both of them. So it's it's never good when when Merc is in retch. But I think it was like Mars was in retrograde, which like doesn't happen very much. I don't know. One of the one of the weirder planets was in retrograde. Look it up. All right. Check out our book. This is why you're single in my book, Cinderella and the Glass Ceiling and Other Feminist Fairy Tales. They're available on Amazon, Barnes Noble, and we encourage you to get them from your local indie bookstore. Yep. And you can get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors for a full list of sponsors and the codes. Check out our podcast page on thisiswhythepodcast.com. We are also on social, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at thisiswhypodcast. Please like and subscribe on iTunes. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. This is why, this is why, pop culture, politics, friendship, dating, work, parenting, news. This is why, the podcast. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>